What is up? Good evening, good morning, konbanwa, konnichiwa. What is going on today, Tommy, here at Dynasty Logics? What's up, Rolo? What's going on, pal? Um, well, you know what? To break up the monotony of just keep looking at rookies pre-draft, which is fun. Gets a nice gauge, right? We're also going to look at different dynasty aspects, right? We're going to just look at like fun, weird shit, like Guys that you have potential on, back end roster guys, position moves, um, you know, stuff that you can look at that you might be able to get cheaper now than after the draft, or maybe you're trying to get out of a guy, right? What I'll ask what I'll ask you, right? I'll just start off asking you this, right? If you own Deshaun Watson right now, what are you doing? Well, you you're like you're just straight you're going you're going in no loop tonight. You're just going straight for it. This is a layup. Uh, it's either one side or the other. Come on. It's like a layup right here. Um I don't know. I'm I'm probably I'm probably cutting bait. By cutting bait, like how 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 bad? Like how much less are you taking for him? I mean, if well, I was like, I mean, hey, it, I'm it, like, it, here's it, a fourth so, round pick, you, you, I'll take him for a fourth. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'd rather let him die on my roster. Yeah, you probably for what you acquired for him, especially if you traded for him. Um, being in dynasty leagues, you've probably traded for him. You know, at the end of your year, whatever it was, I could envision somebody who who spent a lot on him, one way or the other, whether it was through draft capital or or through a trade. Yeah, you but would. You- you know what? You know what's funny about that is you've definitely got the value out of him already, right? If you paid a first round pick for him two, three years ago, right? Right. You've, you've already got the got- value out of somebody who, if you're drafting a quarterback, you would envision keeping on your roster for ten years. No, but I'm, I'm also, to, to I'm, also I'm also not thinking about trying to bail on a guy and think about value and how far I'd get out. Mm-hmm. Would I take a fourth? I might. I I probably would. I mean, I'd ask every owner in the league, what's your best offer? And I would I would weigh that and be like, all right, if I'm getting out, this is what I'm getting. All right. And that's what people have asked me that question. So, I said, ask everyone in the league. If you've got Watson and you're curious, ask everyone in the league what you would pay. Right. And then you'll get a gauge and then you can decide. So let me give you a out? rhetorical. Go ahead. Your answer is five, five picks. You keeping that guy? Five picks? You give uh, me. Uh, I'm sorry, a fifth round pick. You're gonna give me? Is that the best offer in my whole entire league? That 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 was your best offer throughout the whole league. You got a fifth. What are you doing with the guy? Because to uh, me, I'm keeping the guy. I'll let him die on my roster. Honestly, I guess it depends which way you swing. I don't think he'll ever play again, so I'd probably counter and try to get two fifths. Honestly, and see if I could just and I'd be like, here you go, here you go, fifth this just, year, fifth next year, whatever. Yeah, maybe a pick swap somewhere. Like, I agree. When you said you're dumping them, like, well, this is dumping them. I mean, if you're keeping them on your roster, I get it. I I get it. And if you're buying them, I get that too. Like, you're buying cheap value. I understand that. But again, I personally don't like guys like this. 
I mean, could it all be false? Sure, sure, sure. And Tooth Fairy still comes to my house. But it's still speculation. Like, he's not guilty. So, and this is the case. But am I worried? Yeah, I'm concerned. You know, stuff like this that's high profile, I don't think he's going to play. Honestly, for as high profile as something like this could be, and if you can buy a guy like uh, Watson for a fifth round pick or a fourth round pick, I mean, uh, I'd probably be on the side of buying um, because we've seen what you would think the shield. So if we're going to go on a shield tangent and I'm going to do my best not to the way the shield has taken initiative or have tried to punish players for any personal misconduct detrimental to the team or to themselves across the board the first and only player who's really gotten a significant sentence has still been Ray Rice. Everybody else has gotten some form of a hand slap thereafter, including guys like Hill, Kareem Hunt, these guys who may, who, who've got the talent, uh, figure out a way to stay on rosters and play. They may not play for that team, but they end up playing for the league again somewhere else. So Watson, who is those guys, those guys are all great examples. None of them are quarterbacks. Name me a quarterback who's got in trouble. Who's come back. uh, Ben Roethlisberger. He's the, he's the last one, right? Kaepernick caused trouble. Like the NFL shield, you're right. But like, think about that in quarterback wise, right? Every quarterback in the league, that's one of those I think positions. this is probably one of those hot topic areas where what they did to Kaepernick was, in fact, you know, some would say could even be wrong. And I'm I'm not going to go on a Kaepernick conversation. It's too hot and doesn't necessarily have anything to do with Buzzy. fantasy. <laughs> so no, I agree. But you see my example, um, right? So, the, I mean, there's no quarterback. In Are you going to jump in on this? Do you, do you think no, no, this is, no, no, this is no, where I'm, it's starting the bottom? No, I'm, I'm just talking about quarterbacks. Like, I'm just talking about any high-profile quarterback since Roethlisberger, which those charges never, they all disappeared. Anyways, do you see the difference? Like, you don't see that on a high-profile Again, dis- disappeared. You let the process play out. And I think this is a process that will play out as well. Um. And, you know, that's probably why I'm, if I can buy him, I'll buy him and see where it goes. Especially if I'm, if I'm in a super flex or two quarterback league, I'm buying him. And if I don't, if I'm the owner on the other side who doesn't think he's getting enough, I'll wait it out. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I can see that. I mean, that's always the game in Dynasty anyways. And it's funny because you've asked me this question a bunch of it, and I always tell people the same thing. To trade a guy and to get the value, his top value, right? You look at it like that. That's a fine line you walk. Like it, it's that risk reward game. Like you trade him too early or you trade him too late. Look, that's the scenario you play when you trade in Dynasty because you always want to trade a guy and get the most value out of him, right? And the value fluctuates. Like, like Michael, I think Michael Thomas is the most undervalued top 10 wide receiver on the market right now. 
because everyone else has talked about it, and he's kind of like tucked down there. That's great. I'd go buy Michael Thomas because I think this is as cheap as you're going to get him for a couple more years. I own him, so I'm not selling him at all. And he, I'm not one of those guys who's like, I won't trade no matter what any guy. No, but I won't see the value in return because you're not going to give me that because of the lack of productivity. Right. So that's how you can think of different values of guys and getting out. I mean, I've done it with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. If I waited a year, I could have got more, but I don't think anyone's going to pay me more too. I'm like, that's the thing. If you, and trade decisions are, are quick to get a value. I mean, trade a guy offers you in, in August that you didn't love. You might have loved that trade come October. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean that, so that's the game you play. Right. And especially this time of year, um, which is a fun time if you can get guys to trade in your league because the unknown is always cheaper than the known. Agreed. So, Tom, before we dive into our next mixed bag of of items, we're approaching ten episodes in. Uh, you know, we're we're still we're still new on the block, but I will tell you, Cinco, I smell a Cinco de Mayo celebration. <laughs> what? <laughs> Double Cinco. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, I wasn't. I wasn't ready. I wasn't doing your math. No, that's so, fine. I mean, I got to give two to Ocho Cinco. I mean, it's great. Chad Johnson won me titles. Loved him. Loved him. Loved him. Great. So, where <laughs> way to just throw me so far off the loop and not bring me any sort of constructive help on that one. But what I was trying to tell you is we're about 10 episodes in and we've loved everything that we've been doing. Um, so keep following us at dynasty logics on Twitter. Uh, you will notice that we're gaining followers. I'm sure you've noticed that Tommy we're gaining it's, followers by the day. I, and- I, we're not following people. So I, honestly, the, the number only means that more people will reach out and listen. You know, and a lot of stuff that we do, you know, is answer questions, advice, but that's all you, that, that's all you want. I mean, that's what the whole thing is. And it's it's funny how even the whole fantasy football community, which is great in general, it's, it's awesome. Like everyone loves to share ideas, different angles, and most people, you know, are very acceptive. Oh, I don't like that guy. Fine. Why don't you like the guy? And I love that answer. A lot of people get annoyed by it a lot of times, and you feel like you have to defend yourself. But I'm like, I love it when someone's like, oh, I think you're wrong. I'm like, cool. Why? Show me the other side. It's what I want to see. I'm like, and that's, I mean, that's the key that I've used. In Dynasty for a long time, it's seen both sides very player. Like, I'm a very big floor ceiling guy. When I look at a guy, I'm like, all right, where's the floor? Where's the ceiling? And then I can gauge my value of what I think he's going to be worth. Because to me, they're all assets. Draft picks, players, they're all assets. And you're just trying to get most value out of your assets to build a championship roster. All right. All right. Then I want you to give me the floor of Zach Wilson and then follow it up with the ceiling the floor wow i mean the floor might be like matt barkley the ceiling oh i want to say is matt barkley (laughs) (laughs) so so while while we were on twitter earlier today Uh, i mean i I guess i'll give him carson palmer all right i'll be nice i'll give him carson palmer i'll be fair i'll I'll give him i don't 
I don't love him, but I could be dead wrong that, about him in that That's five. a really good ceiling. All right, so uh, we'll give him I, that. We'll, I think we'll stick Palmer's with USC. Right. I'll, 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 I'll give you – I'll absolutely double right. down on a Carlson Palmer Perfect. ceiling. Uh, the floor, though, uh, may differ, and uh, Twitter's actually brought me down a, uh, down a path that has uh, brought Jimmy Clausen into, uh, into the fold. And not only by looks – if you look at the side-by-side photo of Zach Wilson and Jimmy Clausen, they're practically identical. Just one's not wearing a headband. It's beautiful. But then if you're looking at the actual stats back-to-back, honestly, they're almost identical. They're uh, yards thrown in three years. Jimmy Clausen, 8,100. Zach Wilson, 7,600. Average yards per pass, nine, nine yards to seven. Uh, Zach Wilson's got the nine. And then uh, touchdowns, Jimmy Clausen, 60. Wilson with 56. Wait, wait, but, did Clawson, wait, did Clawson play again? Notre Dame. Yeah, but way better competition too, right? Um, I, I have to say, not my- necessarily, not in that, not in that time frame. They they were that was two thousand seven two thousand eight two thousand nine, they they were really independent at that point in time, could kind of play whoever they wanted to play, but necessarily I mean Notre Dame's a fantastic ball club, but they weren't I mean, in their prime at that point either. It, it was still a better schedule, <laughs> still a harder schedule than BYU is right, and that, and that's my fear. He's he's one of the he's one of the top five quarterbacks, and I'm not touching. Right, I'm not touching at any value. I mean, honestly, I don't care where he lands. He's the guy I'm scared of most. Because could he be a very – could he be Carson Palmer? Yeah, honestly, that's what I think he could be. Like, I think he could be, you know, that good if everything works out. My fear is the one-year productivity on a guy who they weren't even sure was going to be a starter. Comes out and has a great year with the best offensive line in the league. I'm I'm a little concerned. I'm a, uh, uh, it, it concerns me for that, and I think it depends on the right team. Right, and I, I think that depends a lot. Like you're right, Jimmy Clausen. Jimmy Clausen got crushed on a bad team. Like he got crushed. Like if this kid goes to a bad team and they try to throw him in there, oh yeah, I mean he could, he could be you know he, he could be David Carr, right? Same situation. Like kid needs to sit on the bench for like a year or two and figure it out. And, but your franchise is bad and you have to play him, and all of a sudden this kid just gets rocketed over and over again. I'm like. Okay, oh, you're seeing footsteps. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's getting drilled fifteen to twenty times a game. So, you know, that depends a lot on some of these young quarterbacks, and that's my fear with him more than anything else with him. And Jones is very similar, but for different reasons. I'm just not touching him because I'm afraid the the floor is is AJ AJ McCarron and and Barkley. I'm I'm good with that at an early round pick and get better value so, taking two dart throws. So if I, I mean, folks, as you've noticed already, we do have a quarterback episode up and we've already gone through the quarterbacks of this class before the draft. And we are just days away from the actual draft from happening. So you're telling me right now that your five hasn't changed at all? The five that I would draft in the top five? Mm Mm-hmm. Or just the top five that everyone wants to see. Your, how, your, how I would your, rank the top five for everyone. I mean, I have two different boards for everything. So, I mean, this is two different boards. I have a board of, 
you know, a regular guy who like, oh, how do you like, you know, how do you like Lawrence Fields, Lance Jones, and Wilson? Right? How do you rank those guys? Right? Do you want that or do you want, you know, my list? <laughs> I I always want your list. Whatever uh, the everybody's list to me is everybody's list. So I'm probably reading some some form of that. But this is why we come here. Just hear your list at yeah, Dynasty I, Logic. I, I mean, it hasn't changed for me. Um, and, I'll, and I'll tell you this. Honestly, as long as Fields doesn't go to the Jets, I I wouldn't have a problem if someone took Fields over Lawrence. I'm not saying I'd do it, but I think they're both that talented if you know they land the right team, right? So I got those one, two. It doesn't change. Uh, I got... Believe it or not, I got Wilson three because I like the running ability. You know, he, he needs work, but, you know. You don't have I, Lance up at three? No, I, sorry, I have Lance at three. Why, who did I say? I didn't say Lance. You said Wilson. Oh, see, you, you brought him on my, oh, Wilson, no. No, I got Lance. I take Lance. He, okay. Um, later, I probably wouldn't take him. Eh, in the right situation, I might take him at the bottom of the fourth round of like a super flex or a two-quarterback league, depending on where he goes. but. After and then you probably take in what, just uh, not necessarily in your first round, but of your five, five quarterbacks. Uh, so you got Trask after that, probably. I, I, would, at I, four. Would ta- I would take Trask at four rounds later. Well, at that point, I'm not taking the risk because I think I just think the risk is is isn't worth the price from for Wilson or Jones in my mind. Like, so do you even have five, five quarterbacks? Or is it really like four? Um, I, I got Are a couple. Are you keeping Mac Jones in that conversation? Are you like? I'm I'm, I'm not taking Mac Jones because I'm never going to get him for the value. Like I'm not mm-hmm. taking that risk of a. I'm not taking that risk, and I think he might be a bust or a backup quarterback, and I'm paying second round for it. Right? I'd rather pay that in the fourth round, in the fifth round. Like I'll take Trask, right? I'll take I'll take Mills or I'll take Mond, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'll I'll like take that back. Mond. Right, but you see, would you rather take Mon or pay a, you know, a first for Wilson? Ooh, so I'm comfortable with first for um, Fields and Lawrence. Um, you know, to be honest with you, with my first after that, I don't want to. I'd rather go for a skill player, uh, including uh, including Lance or. Uh, Jones or why? Why is that? I I really want to see where they land. Okay, more than anything. All right. Um, because they scare you more, gonna, right? They scare me more, right? So the price uh, isn't worth it, and that's why I say when I talk about these guys, like it's not that I don't think they could hit, and I think they could, but I'm like it's value. Like that's how I've edged value for years. Like do I hit on every pick? No, but I've been in the middle of the road a lot of big hits, and you know, find see, the value of taking a guy. See, so yeah, I thought Elway actually hit with Drew Locke. And um, when I took him, I took him in the third round of one of our drafts, and I thought it was gold. I thought it was a great pick. Uh, and to be honest with you, put it in a vacuum, it's still a good pick. How has it panned out? This is the make-or-break year. I'm very curious if he actually puts out. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, see, that's a good comparison. So, like that. So that's the that's the Wilson Jones range for me. Like, okay, it, 
if if you're telling me in the second round, fine. If you really love Wilson Jones, you take him in the second. I, I'm all right with that. You know, low second, maybe I'll look at him as a value. Top of the third, absolutely. At that point, I'm getting value because I've already taken at least one first round pick. And then I, maybe I can take a, a questionable, you know, dart throw on a guy and, and get the value if he doesn't hit. But yeah, I mean, that's a very similar guy to, I think, what you can compare him, like a Drew Locke, you know, Daniel Jones, I think is in that same boat, right? I mean, you know, he, he was a top pick and he slipped in every draft because no one thought he was good. He showed flashes, right? I mean, and Drew Locke's the same way. It's funny because Drew Locke, Drew Locke is solely locked to Jerry Judy. People are so down on Jerry Judy. And I'm like, the kid was a rookie. Right? What do you, I think he put up like 800 yards. I'm like, and his quarterback's Drew Locke. And he was injured. He already and, got injured. Right. It was Drew Locke. And it was like, wasn't it like the backup running back? Right. It was like the, they had the fifth string quarterback in a game. Right? Oh, that Fre- was glorious because Fre- of COVID. Yeah. That Freeman, was terrible. Freeman was the quarterback. It was like, Oh, okay. I'm like, I'm not judging a rookie, but you know, that that's the connection sometimes like, and that's like the difference, you know, with some of those positions and you're right. Like Drew Locke, I mean, he has a lot tied with with people like Sutton and you like Judy. And I'm like, I get it. I like them both. I just don't trust that offense. And that's what I told you about Judy. When you asked me about him, I, mm-hmm. I had him, I had him as the second best talent coming out last year. Right. And I dropped him. I dropped him down. Because of the landing spot. Uh, honestly, I just was like, I think it's going to take longer. Where I, I kept Lamb at one. And I had Jefferson at two. Mm-hmm. And then I still had Judy at three because the talent was there. But he was the guy I was a little more worried about. Um, you know, but hopefully they get a quarterback. And, you know, that's that's the only drop that I would do when it comes to, you know, pre-draft, post-draft. Sometimes it's like. You can still like a player, and I still like the talent. Like it's funny if you didn't, you own them. If you didn't like them so much, I would try to go acquire them at a value, but I know I can't because um, the smarter owners. But he's the guy you look at right now. Where you're right. So those two quarterbacks, I'm absolutely comfortable taking them later on as my second pick, right? And that's what I'm saying. Like, would I not take mm-hmm. them? No, I mean I have multiple second round picks and drafts. Like I might be crazy enough. I can afford to take a dart throw. I have a good roster or I don't need a quarterback. Honestly, I would tell you this. If I needed a quarterback, like I need one, I only got one or two and I'm, I need one. I'm not paying for these two at the price. Cause I don't think it's worth the risk is what I'm saying. I'll double mm-hmm. down later on. And someone you like, fine. Jones later on. Fine. No, no problem. If they land in a good spot, you know, maybe you can bump them up to that. I don't know. I just, I wouldn't hang my franchise on them being my first pick in a rookie draft. Right. I think you that's, agree? Uh, that's completely fair. And I mean, to be honest with you, this is the type of stuff that is, uh, is enjoyable. Um, you know, now that you know, we're closing in, we still have one more episode left to do with the IDPs. And, and quite frankly, one of the reasons why we're not talking IDPs tonight, uh, because except for safety, I've punted those positions and got away with rotational matchups 15 plus years. And honestly, it's fun for me sometimes because I got to look at the matchups and flip-flop them. And we were just looking at it. Like, I have DNs by accident because I pick up, you know, to it because he was a D tackle and then he became a mm-hmm. DN and his numbers went up. Right? And he got better. Right? He was like he was like free. Like, a seam Reddit just changed to DN. I don't think he's going to stick there, but it's a bonus. It's a free guy. Right? So, I mean, am I paying for DNs? I love that stuff. Like, 
I, I know it's different scoring and there's stack heavy scoring. I mean, in the leagues we, we play in, you know, we're playing 2D tackles, you know, two DNs, four linebackers, two corners, two safeties. The DNs don't get as many points. I mean, there's a, there's a high ass, you know, the, the top five, you know, you know, get some decent points. They get some top kicker points. Like that's pretty much what it is. You know, the DNs, even the D tackles, you know, it, they're not. They're, they're lower tier scoring DNs where the linebackers are, you know, the top 60 linebackers outscore the top 60 DNs and D tackles combined. You know, so it's not, you know, we get pass defended, which is huge. But a lot of those guys up front, you know, are really sack dependent. It's a high tackle scoring league. Um, corners are always fun. But again, you can rotate corners. You know, corners are a rotatable position where I've held good corners and I've had them. And I'm like, it's the old thing I used to tell new people. Oh, oh what do you think about this corner? And should I pick up this corner? And I'm like, just don't pick up the Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey, great corner. One of the all-time best corners. Right. Horrible fantasy corner. But they're not going to throw at him. Like, I, that's why I rotate them. I like the young kids. Terrell Davis up, was the same way. Right? That's why I like the – and it's fun for me. I can rotate some young kids. Like, you know, maybe I'll take a corner in the last round of my draft for the fun of it. You know, and, and safeties. Safeties and linebackers are a, a big play. Big it's tackle. funny you mentioned that. The, the younger – the younger cornerbacks, first, second year cornerbacks, they're still, uh, they're a little more, um, they're obviously greener. So a quarterback's going to throw that way a little bit more. Um, so they're inevitably, whether they're get, they get past, past defended or tackles. Uh, they're normally in the mix a little bit more. So they may not necessarily be your best defensive player on your on your NFL roster, but they're great for your fantasy team. Well, and it's funny in that and that that changes and that dives once they get better. Like Lattimore, right? Marshawn Lattimore, the corner out of the Saints, right? I had him when he was rookie. Awesome. Right. They threw at him. Awesome. Second year, all right, still good. Really good, right? Then he started to realize he's good. Right. But the third year they don't throw at him anymore. Right. I think they traded for like Eli Apple. Right. I was like, oh sweet slot corner. I picked him up. He's a he played terribly, but he got me tackle numbers through the roof. So yeah, that that's the kind of lifespan. And honestly, it's fun for me to play matchups with those guys. Um, you know, with corners, DNs, and D tackles. Uh, and there's so many out there. It, it's just not. It's not one of those things where it's a need. I mean, I punted it in drafts where I'm like, you don't need to DNs. I'm like, you can find them. You you can find a good rotation and pick a guy up and 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 pay for him. Um, corners and safeties, yeah, those are always fun. But there's a bunch of them. Like I said, they rotate. Corners are great matchups. I mean, you can just pick up the second corner. That's the rule of thumb. Which corner do you like? I'm like, pick up the second one. Just pick up the number two corner. This is usually the guy they're going to throw at, right? It's usually the same. If you don't know, if you didn't give me two names, I'd be like, the second corner. Whoever the second corner is playing, you'd be better off. So, you know, and that's that's the fun part. But we're, we're going to talk about them. There's some fun corners that we're going to talk about. Uh, yeah, you know, we started talking about pre-draft stuff and uh, stuff that you're looking at, and you know, especially especially your rookie draft. What, what, are you, what are you looking at? What, what, what are you looking at? Hope to hope to drop where? So right now for um for my pre-draft kind of regiment is um, I'm actually revisiting my roster as collective one more time. Make sure that I either a picked up whatever free agents I was trying to pick up or I moved 
the guys that I want to drop off my roster. Uh, so today is April 19th. It's a Monday. Uh, Alex Smith just retired earlier today. Uh, and that was one of the main reasons why I went back through and um, dropped Alex Smith for one. But being that it's the offseason, uh, you kind of forget what players got switched uh, to different positions. Uh, what was it? Uh, Bowden, I believe, uh, got switched over from running back to wide receiver in yep. his last two weeks. Uh, Tua actually targeted him significantly more once he got uh, comfortable with the playbook. Uh, so that's a slot receiver. I'm looking forward to watching going forward. Uh, I thought he had enough raw raw skills uh, and raw talent uh, and could be a pass-catching running back. And now Miami is going to probably be turning him into a slot-wide receiver. And that's exciting to me. I think running back's a spot. I don't think wide receiver is there for him unless injuries happen. It's the same reason I don't think the Dolphins are taking a wide receiver in the first round. Well, I hope they don't. It doesn't make sense. I mean, you sign Will Fuller, you got Parker, and you got Preston Williams. Oh, where, where's the fourth receiver going? Why do you draft one? Like, do I pay and go get Will Fuller if you're going to draft one anyways? It doesn't really seem the purpose unless you're moving Parker. All right. And you get Kaseki. Running back. Yeah, that's where you play. Like, if you could get him in like a James White role. Right, that that's where it is, right? He can come in, dump off in the flat. If you're talking about that, I'm in, and that's how they should use him. Like that's how. To me, like so, you can either you can either line him up, uh, next to next to two in the shotgun, or you could send him out as as that fifth wide wide receiver as well, if you wanted to. And that to me, when you go five wide, like you get another option. So to your James White, uh, comp, maybe. Either way, he's intriguing to me. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of those guys who have position switches, and honestly, a bunch of them usually go back and forth. And you know that that's that's the game you play in, in IDP a lot, like because they'll get switched and the and the value kills them. You know, a guy who a guy who you know is a DN, you know, D tackle and becomes a DN, it usually hurts his value. The opposite was Tua because he got better out there. Um, but you know, it's it, it, you know it's the outside linebacker. You know, who becomes like a D end or the D end becomes an outside linebacker. Some of that stuff doesn't translate well. Um, that's why one of the best changes I've seen so over the past couple of years was DeForest Buckner going from D end to D tackle. One of the best things that have happened because now you grew separation at uh, at a position that doesn't necessarily grant you separation, and he could still play if you're just playing defensive players. He's still producing points for you. How many times do you think Aaron Donald has changed positions on uh, NFL? I'd love to get that stack, Mish. What do you got? I, I honestly, I would guess it's it's yearly. I guess he's honestly at least changed the last three years in a row. I, I guarantee that, right? Maybe four years, right? But he's another guy. Like honestly, it doesn't matter in your team, but it does. Like, do I want him a DND tackle? I think he's an exception. I think. Buckner's probably the other one. Like I think they'd still put up the same similar points. In well, both. I'll tell you, he'd want him at D tackle though. If Danielle Hunter ever goes from D end to linebacker, I don't know if he gets played the same way. Oh, it's Chandler Jones. The same thing. Chandler Jones. The same thing happened to him when he moved when he went to Arizona. You know, he puts up sacks, 
which is great and and a, and a sack heavy league. You know, a lot of leagues we play in, um, it's point of tackle, so it's one point seven five for uh, linebackers, and it's two for DNs and two for D tackles. Um, so that changes. You want him to D tackle because he gets more points, and he has to have less volume. Linebackers need a little more volume, or they have to get a lot of explosive plays. Like he's he's a borderline exception. He's had years with exceptions. You know, I, you know some of these the newer linebackers. It's a different variation. Like Roquan's a little different. You know because they'll get enough of both to be our, to be all right with it. Uh, enough big plays, enough tackles, and stuff like that. Um, that's stuff you don't really overreact to, but it's it's nice to see. I want to look at and you know maybe you got a bonus out of a guy, but. You know, it's not like a huge thing. I'm looking at dynasty. I, honestly, I'm looking at where I can get value in trying to trade for draft picks right now. That's what I'm looking at. I'm trying to I'm trying to guesstimate where I think guys are going to be drafted in rookie drafts, and I'm trying to trade for that pick range instead of waiting until after the draft and now knowing who everyone likes, and you can kind of gauge it a lot better. The unknown is always cheaper. I've done that a lot. Is is it a risk? Yeah, absolutely. But you know what? It's the offseason, so I'm bored, right? It's it's good. You know, it's good value though. If you can get a guy to move, absolutely. Package up picks, move around the board, right? And that's as somebody asked me the other day, like, there's no trade in my league. I'm like, make a trade. Like, take a little loss in the trade. I've done that. Right? You've seen it. I've done it where I'm like, hey, I'll throw this guy, and I'll, I'll throw these. What really? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Watch, and then we'll make a trade. And then a guy will make another trade in like a week. And then, oh, I, I would have traded for that guy. It'll start a chain reaction. Sometimes, you know, you got to be the guy to overpay. That's fine. It, help, it helps the league. If not, you know, you got to really search that trade partner or talk to people who are really interested in, in kind of moving around in different values and different aspects. Like you said, there's a Watson seller and there's a Watson owner. You know, there's a guy who might be looking to trade back in the first round, a guy looking to trade up. You just got to find those guys in the league and know who they are. Right, and once you know the league, you know because people people in my leagues ask me all the time, and I tell them, I said, "Why don't you call this guy?" How I'm like, I look at his roster. I'm like, he needs this, you know, and he hasn't drafted that. You can look at his draft history, and I just remember, you know, he really needs a quarterback. Why? Well, he likes this guy, or he's a fan of Clemson, so he's definitely taking him. Just stupid things like you can see, but then it can help you know if this guy's going to even trade the pick and. Is it worth my value to try to go get it? Because I've looked at it. I've traded up. I'm one of the few people who's traded up, which isn't worth the value a ton. But with my championship rosters, I overpaid to go trade up for a starting running back, which I, which is fine. It helped me win. But those guys who traded back were a little bit different drafts. Now nobody's really trading back in the last couple of years. Like nobody's trading this pick. Like, nobody's trading me Lawrence, right? I don't need them a ton. But and I've asked and I've kind of gauged what the range is, and the range has gone way up to where it used to be, and I'm not overpaying for that. Especially I don't need them, and I understand that. Like you should, like, and two quarterback leagues, super flex leagues. I mean, we require two quarterbacks. Like it's not optional, so it's even, you know, it doesn't even give you that flexibility to not have at least two um, on your roster. Well, so I mean, that's you know, you got. T- I mean, I I got another five draft pick, I think somewhere. Even that, I'm in limbo of like up or down, up or down. But I don't think many people are trading down from that top tier, right? I mean, have you, you're up in that top tier. Have you got offers? I've gotten absolutely nothing so far, and I'm okay with that. Uh, I've I personally kicking the tires, seeing if anything might 
jump out, uh, but where and what I have right now, four picks, I'm comfortable with, but that was also because of the process that I kind of put in um, the year before. So uh, I'm, you know, trusting that whole process that I put in place. And, um, you know, if there's a, if there's a reason to call an audible, I'm all for calling an audible because uh, you always have to. Um, you got to be comfortable and you always have to be comfortable with knowing your playbook in and out and to be able to call the audible is where I was going with that. You, However, you, you are. And you know what? And you've been the master at this. You also have to learn to not be the guy who goes, I'm not trading the guy. You wouldn't pay me enough. Cause a guy like me will make you an offer way more than you thought someone would pay. And then you look at him and you're like, fuck you. Like, ugh, I'm like, cause now you got to think about it. Right. Deal probably doesn't happen, but now you got to think about it. That's why you mm-hmm. always have to like have an open mind. Like you always have to ask, like, oh, no one's going to trade for this pick because it's Fields or Pitts, and I don't really need the value. Ask, you'd be surprised. I know. Right now, there are still free agents, NFL free agents that haven't been signed. I'll give you guys like Todd Gurley, um, Steelers. Todd Gurley, the Steelers. It's a good match. I'm not going to disagree with you. Is Golden Tate done? Ooh. You know where he'd be good? Kansas City. He'd be good in Kansas City. I could see him going there. Somewhere like that. If he's playing. He becomes he's like good. a rotational guy now. I think he can play the yeah, what are they, they got the kid Williams. Uh, I'm, yeah, I mean, I, I can see. It's not like they're. I could see that working out. Um, the Rams. So go with Stafford again. I mean, this place is a guy like veteran guy like that will probably latch on to and give a shot to. Go ahead. What else you got? So where I was really rolling with that was, you know, look at your one of the reasons why I was shedding some dead weight. I was also looking for potential opportunities of where some other guys may may end up. Once you're kind of getting a better idea as to what uh what what you're hearing teams might be drafting for well relook at look at you see mark and see if there's anybody else to pick up that's available um that's probably all i have uh i'm looking at new guys you know i'll tell you one one guy right now for an idp uh camille martin uh green bay if Green Bay doesn't do anything at the linebacker position, I'm very intrigued by him. And if they get Bolton, like it sounds like they might be going after, I still like Martin. This is Bobby's expertise. Me and Bobby have been chasing that middle inside linebacker for Green Bay for a decade. Right? We finally hit Martinez. We each hit on Martinez, right? And before him – and now after him, we've been chasing that position, right? <laughs> that team. We've been chasing the middle inside linebacker with that team, right? And it's not a bad strategy, right? Because you figure they got to have one, and, and they run that system with that guy in the middle, gets all the tackles. It did. We got – I mean, we scored, you know, with Blake Martinez. We got great value, you know, getting him. But it was, like, years of, like, picking, like, mm. you know, two or three of these random guys they drafted. And I'm off the train. I'm off. I'm, I'm done. I'm like, I'm done. I, I won't even – I picked up. I picked up one of the three guys last year, 
And I was like, I can't do it. And this is where like weird dynasty stuff happens. Like stuff gets personal. Like, and I get it. Like guys call me, I'm like, you know, I just can't draft, you know, like another Cleveland Brown. I'm like, I get it. I get it. Like you've been burned three times. I go, I get it. You know, you can't keep taking this. I'm like, I get it. I get it. Like, you, you get a little personal and weird like that. But yeah, I was like, I had enough. I'm like, you keep chasing it because I know you still are. So if, if you say so, yeah, he's the guy to go pick up. There's a couple of them I'd go pick up. And I was like, but that's exactly the stuff you're talking about. Like the ambiguity, like uh, the the biggest ambiguity I saw are the Texans tight ends. And I was looking at this because I owned like yep. two of them. And I was like four, like all these weird guys. And I like, probably dropped four of them. I, so, probably, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> I, I've, 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 I literally like I've dropped Aikens out of frustration more times than any player ever. <laughs> like he's like, <laughs> but you just keep picking him up because he's there, right? You just picking him up, just hoping. And I'm like, oh, I'll just pick up like two of them, you know. So, you know, those are the, those are the things you're looking at. That's weird, but like that's the stuff you're talking about. Like, oh, they should draft a tight end. Well, if they don't, they got to kind of use one of this trash heap they have <laughs> unless someone's coming in. So, like, somebody could be you know cheap and 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 free in that in that mess, especially in the tight end position. Uh, it's a little bit better to find linebackers the same way you can find that where they don't draft one or he's not, you know, you know, he's an outside and an inside or, you know, some situation where the guy gets better and jumps here too for free. But um, yeah, you, you could, you could find that. I mean, you know, and I've gauged our leagues about what the cost is to trade draft picks. Be like, really? I'm like, yeah, I mean, ask around. I'm like, you should know who the top five guys are in your leagues. Like you should know, you know, all right, is Lawrence Fields going one, two? Okay. I'm like, all right, well, what does the guy at three need? Is he going to take Pitts or is he taking Chase? Or is he desperate for a quarterback and he's going to take Wilson and Lance? You know, know where your range is if you're at, you know, six, five, six, seven. You know, get a guesstimation, right? Have six guys who you think are going to come off when you're sitting at the six pick. And that way you're like, okay, I can guess. Do I have to trade up? You know, I mean, that's, I've been, I've been sitting at the five spot trying to figure out if I'm going up and down. I mean, I'm laughing because I shouldn't be at the five spot, but it's a good pick swap year later. But I, you know, I'm I'm in a spot where I'm I'm going to try trade down at five. Like I, the value at five to me, I can get it. I can get at ten, you know. And that's what I'm looking so at. So what right do now. you what do you do at that point by trying to trade down? Do you think there's enough people on the opposite side that are trying to come up to to that five spot? I think if people, I think people like guys that I might not. Right, because I'm not in love mm-hmm. with Smith. I'm not in love with Wilson. Right, and I'm not going to take Lance that high. So maybe somebody does. Right, and maybe somebody thinks, you know, um, you know, I like one of those guys. I mean, guys in the league will listen to this. So like, I could be like, hey, I like, I like Wilson. Like, no, you didn't. You ripped on your podcast. You don't like him at all. I'm like, okay, <laughs> right. And I don't lie. I tell you, my league people like, I'm like, I tell you the truth a hundred percent of the time. I'm not going to lie. Absolutely don't. I'll tell you who I'm trading for. I've done that, and I want this pick. Why? I'm going to get this guy. I'm, this is the guy I'm going to get. I'll tell you, you know, flat out. And honestly, that works most of the time. Those guys get comfortable and they understand that, you know, all right, well, he wasn't getting my guy. Um, mm-hmm. And what I'm looking to do is acquire something else. Like maybe I get a second or a third or I get a pick swap back up. Right. And then I can take two guys. Right. Instead of, you know, and I ask people this, like if, if you had, you know, four picks in the top 50, right. But two of those are in the top 10. Or I give you six picks in the top 40. Four of those picks are in the top 20. I want four picks in the top 20. Exactly. You don't, you don't want the guy who has like, you know, he has one, two, 
and one five. Right? You'd rather have the guy who has one nine, two three, two four, two six, three four, three six, two fours, right? So that's Listen, why I trade I'm, back. I'm not going to be the. That's why the I trade back. Who's up. Fair, but I'm also not going to be upset with having, you know, picks one and four and then holding on for holding on for a little bit longer for that for that other split as well. So if if you got one four and then twenty two, twenty eight, you know, I'm okay with the fact that I went up and grabbed my guys and then walked away as well. No, that absolutely is true. I mean, if you want to go trade up and clear the board and go get two guys, I've seen guys do that. Um, I've never cleared the board and done it, but I've, I've actually, no, I did. I've done it a couple of times, actually. I did it one year. I did three. I went and got three of the top five picks. Everyone thought I was crazy. Traded like half my starting lineup, won a championship. Um, but that's the stuff you can do. Like, that's the movement that you can look at and kind of gauge, you know, right now to see where it's at and how much is going to change according to where a guy gets drafted, which I don't think the top tier will. But what I'm saying at five, if I'm at five and I, what I can trade back for is like, Yes, okay, I could I could take Bateman at five, right? I could take Bateman. But in my mind, maybe I could slide back to 10 and take Marshall, right? Not be too upset and pick up a second-round pick, right? If if you can find three or four guys in that tier, that's why you got to know what your league's doing. If I know the guys in between me aren't, aren't looking at these two guys, if I'm looking at wide receiver, you know, or the same thing, like if I need a quarterback and I like Lewis and Lance, like maybe I slide back, um, you know, and take either one of them. And even Jones. Like, if I wanted a quarterback at five, I wouldn't take one. I, I would trade back. Trade trade to ten. I try to trade to the top of the second round. And then pick up a pick and then take one of those quarterbacks. Right? You see what I mean? Like, so I could take two shots and, and get the value um, depending on who's there. That's why I tell you, if you have tiers, it's better. Right? If, if you like three guys... Like last year, I was fine with Judy Jefferson. You know, Jefferson Lamb. I had one A, one B. So if I could get either one of those, in, you know, Jefferson went here, but Lamb was going to come off four spots later. I would try to get Lamb and get four spots later. Like it's the value of the guy you can get in the same range. Where somebody asked a great question to me the other day. It was, you know, Beckham or Landry, who you taking this year in a draft? You know. I was like, well, Landry, he's cheaper, he's a better value, and he gets the same production, if not better. Like, what, why? And like, that's, but that's the value you can find. But I guarantee you, if you try to trade Beckham, you know, you could probably get more because of his name, but I'd rather have Landry. All right. I have one crystal ball question for you. Uh, who's this year, Scotty Miller? Why does anyone want to be Scotty Miller? <laughs> I don't know. Why is it? What was the? What was he? Scotty Miller was like four weeks, five weeks. You could play him, but at that time, it was the greatest thing because for those four or five weeks that you could play him, it was well. You had either bye weeks, you had injuries already. Things always tend to happen. So who's your back pocket ace who comes out of absolutely nowhere. Wow. Nowhere. That's a good question. Scotty Miller came out of absolutely fucking nowhere. Yeah. I mean, 
I, I agree. I mean, those guys that come out of nowhere every year. I mean, Adam Adam Thielen kind of came out of nowhere, right? I mean, you know, um, who was the guy? I've been, I, I've He's been the only asshole that's sustained, though. He came out of nowhere, but sustained. After Adam Humphreys came out of oh, nowhere. Oh, yeah. Adam Humphreys came out of nowhere, but then kind of dropped off. Then he died. Bit. Then he died. He came back. He signed by somebody. Uh, he's got a second chance somewhere. He's Did he go to Washington? Did he go to Washington? He was in Tennessee, and then he moved somewhere else. Yeah, I think it's Washington, honestly. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going to give you a guy you asked me tonight who I was happy about. And it's funny because, again, frustration, somebody kind of like dropped him. And I picked him up and just had him. Josh Reynolds, Tennessee signs him. People think they're going to draft a wide receiver. I don't really think they do. I think they like Reynolds. And I don't think you need that much of a another great wide receiver. Ooh, Golden Tate would be good there, too. Golden Tate right there in that spot. Reynolds on the other side. That'd be a, be a good core if they, they could get a tight end. But, yeah, I got like Reynolds I'm looking at. I liked. Um, oh, I tried, I tried. All right. Um. Your what boy about, Moore, your boy Moore, I liked on uh, your, your other, your other Moore right there. The in other Moore, yeah, I do. The I, other Moore I, in Carolina. I, I like, I like him less now. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't have high hopes that Donald situation, but okay. I don't know. Um, off of Bridgewater, we'll see. I, I'm going to be really curious as to what, uh, what ends up transpiring with Bridgewater as a collective, um. I think he does get traded during uh, during the draft. They're paying them both a boatload of money. They can't carry him. But if I was them, I, I, but if I'm them, I probably do because I don't trust Sam Donald. So I mean, <laughs> I, I, just, I mean, the guy turns the ball over. Like, yeah, is that talent? Is rep size? Is he young? Absolutely. But he turns the ball over. Like he turned the ball over at a rapid rate in college. Like he's turned. He always turns the ball over. That's a huge problem. Like you can't keep turning the ball over. Like. You're not Brett Favre. I mean, Peyton Manning did it for his rookie year, and then that stopped. Like you can't just keep doing it. <laughs> you just. Um, so I, I'm honestly, Darnold to me is a Winston of sorts. And let me finish before you, before you let it out. You've had too many offensive coordinators. You've had too many offensive changes. How can you get comfortable with a playbook? and expect greatness coming out of the gate. I know they're professionals, but it takes a full off-season, preseason, and seasonal execution for it to even start to come together. So, I don't know. <laughs> All right, so let me, let me ask you this then, right? So we talked about Drew Locke, right? This is a make-or-break year. Daniel Jones, right? Make-or-break year, right? Is this, is this Donald make-or-break? I think he's in that same category to me. No, I think he actually gets a pass this year because he went to a new team. He's got two years. Okay. Next year is his next year is his his, his one. Okay. Same thing I could tell you for Winston. Winston doesn't hit this year, his career is over. Yes, but Winston won games. So there's a big and he also he also had the the most uh touchdowns and interceptions ever. Yeah, he broke, the Bre- only- he, he broke Brett Favre's record. Peyton Manning has the most picks ever in a season. So, yeah, I, I, I get that. But he won games. Like, there's the big difference. He won games. Like, he just plays too aggressive. I mean, and you got to remember. Bridgewater won games, and he's getting thrown out to the fucking Wolves. I like Bridgewater. Bridgewater is a very stable, you know, 
I don't want to call him game manager quarterback. He's a very good quarterback. Like he's a very good quarterback. Is he going to take a lot of chances? No. On that team, they probably needed someone a little bit, a little bit better. Um, Honestly, the fact that they went and grabbed another quarterback this year, quite frankly, to me was garbage. You didn't have uh, McCaffrey. Um, to, you didn't have fucking. Olsen was limping by the end of the season. You didn't have enough to 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 yeah, move you got that value. ball around. You get value for Donald, right? That's what I can defend on Donald. Like they get value for him, right? Instead of them having to draft a quarterback in this draft, right? They gotta they 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 are gonna take a chance on him, right? Right for a cheaper price, because in the situation they were in, they probably didn't love. Maybe they didn't love like Lance or Wilson or or Jones. Maybe they just didn't love. Him. And they said, you know what? Why don't we get Donald? He's played in the NFL. And maybe we can try that. And maybe they will keep them both. It's a huge money, but they might. And if Donald Somebody's actually produces. restructured, yeah, if that, not both of them. Yeah, if one of them produces, that's fine. If Donald, you know, watches out, that's fine. At least he's playable. I mean, it was the same reason why. I mean, I, I it was the Josh Rosen trade. Like the same thing. Like they traded Josh Rosen. Why do they buy him? I'm like. Well, they bought him because it was a cheaper value than have to take a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Did he work out? No, no, but the value is there. So you can you do stuff like that for weird reasons. And you always, and the kid is young. Like, I'm not knocking Donald. Like, he, he could be good. He honestly could be. The turnover is concerning, but that's could it be. Yeah. On that team, there's no, for me, there's no excuses if he's not better than he has been his last couple of years this season. If he's not better this year, like, for me, there's no excuse. That team, what else do you want on offense? Like, what, what else do you want him to give you? Like, uh, like so, man, I think he's in that same boat where it's like, all right, you know, put up a shut up this year. You know, like, there's a crew of those quarterbacks. You know, David Carr, he's 50-50 on that fence. But, you know, there's a good crew of quarterbacks who, you know, could be on the fence, you know. Mariota ended year. up restructuring this year. So, uh, he's going to be there for a little bit. Um, but, before we wrap up and, and call uh, call it a, a night, your buddy oh, AJ Bobby. Green, your buddy AJ Green, Bobby, went Bobby. over to Arizona. You already have Hopkins. What happens to Murray this year? What do you mean? What happens to Murray? What I, happens I, to him? Like, give me your bold prediction. Way too early to tell. What what's going to happen for Murray this year? What's he going to um, produce? Uh, what's he gonna? Pre- I I think I'm gonna tell you this: the Cardinals are gonna win that division. Right? He's gonna he's gonna win the division, right? Like, I think they're gonna lose somewhere in the playoffs, probably to Tampa. <laughs> um, but I think AJ Green gives him more stability in, in an ex possession receiver, right? Well, Hopkins over the top, you know, and, and you got uh you know Christian Kirk there running around, but after him, they have like. Andy Isabella, like a bunch of little guys, like nobody big. Like AJ Green's a guy who, you know, he was Robert Woods before Robert Woods was, right? He was mm-hmm. a guy who, you know, people loved Julio Jones because Julio Jones caught, you know, bigger numbers and bigger touchdowns. AJ Green, you know, was like the poor man's Michael Thomas back then. Like he was always 85 catches, you know, 90 yards, 1200 yards, 1400 yards, eight touchdowns. Like, AJ Green was a quiet top receiver, right? You could always hang your hat in AJ Green, right? So I think if AJ Green has anything left in the tank, and I think he does, and a good this is a good spot for him. I think AJ can give you, you know, sixty catches. Right? The only thing Murray has to do is obviously cut down a little bit in the turnovers, but 
the thing I love about him, and it's funny because I never draft really running quarterbacks because the risk reward. But Murray is the guy who always gets out of bounds. Like it's what you love about Murray. He's a small guy, and he, like he'll get crushed, but always slides, always runs out of bounds. Like mm-hmm. perfect. I'm like, I get it. Every once in a while, I'm like, yeah, I get it. But I'm like, I don't want him to die. Like that's Lamar Jackson fear I see. Like and Lamar's great at it, but I'm like, oh. I'm like, yeah, you're going to get croaked out there. So, I, I mean, I, and, I, and again, your comfortability thing is the same thing. Like, now he has another year with him and Hopkins with that rapport, right? And you basically swap out – he's going to swap out Larry Fitzgerald for A.J. Green as the veteran presence in there. Right, that's that's pretty good. Uh, that's, yeah. Uh, that, that's, yeah, that's bravo, good, Arizona. Right? You did something uh, all right. right. I mean, that's – well, he did all right. I mean, they went out and spent J.J. Watt, right? Try to bolster that defense, right? Mm-hmm. Get veteran presence, get a little stability going on that team. That yeah. seems a that seems a good Better team. I mean, yeah. you know, you sign James Conner is a cool, is a good backup, right? Good story, right? Hardworking kid, right? It's all worth it. Like that's what you can see on that team. I see them. They brought in guys who have a great work ethic, right? Who are great locker mm-hmm. room guys, but they're great players, right? I mean, Watt, AJ Green. I mean, these guys are locker room guys. I mean, you know, Conner comes back from cancer. I mean, these are guys who you got to listen to when they talk, right? So I, that's why their signings are, were absolutely great to me, where a bunch of other teams just signed a bunch of weird dudes. You know, I can see multiple reasons why Arizona signed these guys. Like, they needed to fill the spot, and they got in veteran presence and stability in there. And, you know, those are the situations I love. Like, the problem is, is, like, Murray's value went up, but how high can it already go? So, like, he's already up there. So, it's like Patrick Mahomes gets, like, more weapons. It's like, well, what are you selling them for? You're not going to sell them any higher because nobody's paying that price. So, think, well, what can I get for him? Well, he's worth two, you know, two firsts and two seconds. Yeah, no one's going to pay that, though. So, I'm like, if you want to trade a guy, you got to find out what he has, you know. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, Murray's one of those guys where uh, I was happy I, I ponied up and paid to trade him. You know, his rookie year, I, you know, which is a move I usually didn't do and, you know, go get a quarterback. But I said, you know what, I'm going to go do it. Take that, take that shot. And that's why, you know, I don't mind. I don't mind doing it. And I see it. And I don't knock people if they're going to take Wilson and Lance in the first round of a super flex or a two quarterback league. I'm not going to knock it. I don't shit on people. Like, that's fine. I'm just telling you, I take a safe floor. Absolutely. I'm like, but those same people beat me. I just like to see both sides and, you know, try to black, white, hit the middle ground, go the gray. I like, I like to find the, the gray, the gray with some sort of safe floor, some well, sort of value. Well, as we, uh, as we end today's episode, I'm going to try to work a trade tonight we... too. Now I'm going to try to work like a trade. All right. Well, <laughs> well, keep it in the gray. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is all upside tonight. Huh? We'll just we'll shoot for the moon. Right? Shoot for the moon, which by the way, the funniest thing is when you ask someone for like a guy they didn't care anything about, and he's like, "Oh no, I love that guy now." Like Bashad Perryman. Hey, what was Bashad Perryman? Oh no, 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 I love him now. Like seriously, like you're not even listening. No, I had another tell me he's not listening. Like there's three guys who got signed in the offseason. I was like, "No, nah, no, nah, he just got signed." I'm like, "You're not even gonna listen, dude." If I picked up a guy for if I picked up a guy for free, I am listening to every offer and flipping that dude in fucking a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you can have them. Here you go. Oh, we'll, we'll call it night with Same that. With money. That's it. That value, baby. Flip that asset. That's it. <laughs> Until next time. Peace.